Being a mother is an attitude, not biology. An unknown writer once said, if you give me any three words, I'll write you a story about my mother. Story is in our DNA, and of course, so is she. We gathered stories from men and women in all walks of life. Stories about the ones we have, the ones we are, the ones we know. This includes stories about stepmothers, godmothers, grandmothers, birth moms, foster moms, the mom up the street. It includes stories about not being a mom and stories about mothering in other ways. No matter how you slice it, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. Hi everybody, I'm Lupe Padilla Mitchell. I'm a life coach of mothers and families and a mother of three adult daughters. I'm Katie Mitchell, actress, writer, storyteller, and mom of a teenage son. Hi, everyone. Today's guest is Tanya Davis. Tanya's a writer, performer, and musician, and she's currently based in Montreal, Quebec. She's released four albums and two books of poetry, including an illustrated version of the widely popular video poem, How to Be Alone, made in collaboration with Andrea Dorfman. It's had over 8 million views on YouTube. She is past Poet Laureate of Halifax, Nova Scotia, where she was also artist-in-residence at Dalhousie University's Faculty of Medicine. She's currently at work on a new collection of poems. I'm a little excited because I was cruising around trying to find different people, perhaps for the podcast, or maybe someone that I would like to meet one day. And I am so happy to to get to speak to you today because I like your work. I like your quirkiness. I like the sound of your voice. I like your music. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thanks. I was just thinking that before you read, would you give us a little introduction as to what we're going to hear? Sure. Well, I, I wrote a new poem, a new piece. Uh, specifically for this, because I, I like to do that a lot. I like to write things that are topic specific or for certain events. I've done that a lot over the years. I've been working like in sort of performance poetry and orature and, and writing and performance for a long time. And so I've I've done lots of, of writing for occasions or events or if I was speaking at a, a conference or whatever. So I kind of took that approach. And I, I when when you first got in touch with me and you were talking about the what the podcast was about, I think I had said, I, oh, I have definitely written stuff about mothering, motherhood, my mother. Uh, and then as I went back through my files, I realized I wanted to write something new. So so I did. And the, it's, it's sort of about like when I think about mothering and my mother, I, I have this thought about the sort of sadnesses that can be passed on from mothers to daughters or just to children in general. Mm. Um, and what sorts of things like that are almost hard to explain or hard to hard to talk about, especially with our mothers. But um, and I'm sure, obviously, this isn't for everyone. But I definitely know a lot of people who experience this as well, um, and just sort of have this palpable sadness that we've taken from some sort of sadness that our mothers have not resolved. And um, and you know, we want our mo- I want my mother to be happy, and like mothers want their children to be happy. I think also the reverse is true, and it would mean a lot to me if I saw my mother, or mothers in general, be it my of my friends and um, other people I know, just you know, tackle some of the issues that stand in the way of them accessing their joy, and you know. I'm a generation younger than my mother. I have more tools. The world has changed. I have access to more critical thought and I've traveled. Like I have more, yeah, skills to deal with my issues and stuff. So anyway, so that's kind of where the piece stemmed. 
that's a beautiful place to start from to you know help people uh, access their joy. That's that's great. Yeah, thank you. So shall I read it? Please read it. So this piece is called Patterns Repeating or Not. What is it that daughters carry onwards? Pain? Sadness is sustained, but softer? A nicer note in tune with what comes after? And what would that be? If I leave you, do I heal me? We become the question askers, seeking, never answered, no matter, keep the task in sight. End the emptiness this time. Loneliness, nests made perfect, but not quite. We never stay, we go every time. And what are children's hurdles if we never see our mothers fly? Earthbound worries keeping her from seeking sky or seeing clouds personified, her face in shapes within them. As kin to them, clouds, mothers, do we begin from them, continue onwards, stronger as we wander off, honored if we stay? Mother's pain has no ending. It's not yours, it's not not yours. Ropes fray, yet keep holding. It's not only hers, how then do we help? How do we ease a burden, yet not take it on ourselves? Eternal questions, internal questing, time tells. Time heals, time stalls, time kills, all eventually. Before her death, may our mothers be free. May she feel worth inherently, brazen mirth come naturally, like she didn't have to earn it, but deserved it intrinsically. All our words filtered through an atmosphere of wishes, neither oxygen nor food nor water, neither warmth nor shelter, and not coming from within her, therefore unsipped nectar, words as spectators to a game only she will play. Each mother solo player we watch, speculate, while she makes the rules or breaks them, takes the fouls or fakes them, divides the crowd or wins the match or heads to sidelines, does not come back. From the stands, we may be biggest screaming fans, or watch in silent anticipation, hold our breath or clasp our hands, powerless in the end. Prayers take your place as rhetorical questions, rarely answered. Acceptance get in shape. If you are not strong enough to withstand chagrin that comes from watching lives of other ones, mothers included, then you are not deep enough rooted. Truth of life will upend you. Truth of life says your mother's road is not the same as you. Parallel, maybe, intersecting, surely, connected, indeed. Truth of life is you may weep as she does. Watch her struggle, suffer under old ideas, inner tyrants, systems outside of us, like church, like state, like patriarchy. There are countless reasons, poor choices, no choices, patterns repeating. We are patterns repeating each of us, or certain aspects cease with us, at least they could. And is it not sad to have gotten past something and you can't go back mm. and she didn't come with you? And the spaces in between healing and grief grows in between you. She could jump, but she won't. You could throw her a rope. We call out across gulfs to mothers, come over, leave your struggles, heal thyself, seek help. Be it from professionals or strangers, feed thyself. Life's elixir. Live vicariously no longer. Joy is yours to go after. Our childlike hope is that you make yourself happier. And all of us who have been waiting while taking on your sadnesses will meet you up there in the sky. 
that was exactly why I wanted to meet you. Mm. There's there's a sing-song sweetness with such powerful phrases and words. Thank you. Sing-song sweetness, that's a nice phrase there. You have a way of not only writing a line, but delivering some bitter lines so sweetly. (laughs) It feels like they're coming from a really deep-rooted place of love you know, about all of it. And and so therefore you can do the truth revealed because it's such a, uh, the oh. intention behind it is, yeah, is loving. Yeah, I think um, my, my biggest intention is loving, is to seek love and to give it. Or, you know, I mm. think part of the reason I do any of my work, I was thinking about this the other day, is that actually I just really want connection. I want to express myself, sure, but mostly I'm I'm seeking connection. And one of the things that I that I find through writing and through performing, for sure. I feel the same exact way. And and the older I get, the clearer I've become about the fact that it's connection more than just expressing myself that I most sincerely seek as well. Yeah. So what I love about it is the clarity to know that you're witnessing your mother and her struggles are not totally being happy. And the whole vicarious nature of the mother um, you want so much for your kids and sometimes you don't so it's easier not to go after your own happiness mm-hmm. yeah and I think you know I think that's also um, a thing that that women in general have struggled with for many generations and I think that's that's changing and younger generations yes will have have less of a you know struggle with that and my mother is almost 70 and so just kind of on the cusp of um, a real outbreak of, of feminism and, you know, grew up before the internet and grew up in a small town and, and just hadn't have as many role models of people, women, uh, pursuing self-fulfillment and self-actualization. And um, she sees me do it and is very proud of me and happy for me. And and um, and actually, the older she gets, it's great because she has been pursuing some um, interests of her own to, you know, find some joy and community and stuff that she wasn't doing even 10 years ago. So, yeah. And I think that that is when you, you know, you raise a child and they're still in tune with you and they want you to go after your own things. Then it kind of those tables turn a little bit. I know with me, I have three girls in their twenties and this podcast, you know, just taking one step and one step and saying I was going to do it. They were 100% behind me and cheered me on and, and really wanted Katie and I um, uh, go ahead and, and make it happen. Katie is my sister-in-law, so it's it's their Aunt Katie. And they were like, yes, you guys do that, you know? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I liked a line, and I'm not sure if I wrote it down right. Um, how do we ease our burden without taking it on? Or how do we ease your burden without taking it on? That was a yeah. that was a such a a good line. Yeah, I I think we, I mean I think there's no way to ease you know someone else's burden. Also, I mean we can support people, we care for people. So in so doing, we do in effect ease burdens, but we can't take them away. And uh, I think this kind of thing that I think maybe ten years ago I thought I could you know heal people more, right. or help them yes. make choices or changes in their life, and now I've realized. Um, well, actually, we all need to come to those decisions ourselves, and we can model behavior for our friends and our family, and we can be there when they want our support. But ultimately, people change their lives because they yeah. decide to change their lives. And but I, I, I have definitely gotten a, 
definitely taken a lot of sadness, hoping that, you know, someone like my mother in this instance would be happy or I would just carry around too much sadness uh, for a while, realizing, you know, that's not up to me. Yeah. And, and the carrying around other people's sadness is um, really, it, it's, it's a dangerous game to play because we can't heal their sadness. We can't truly heal the sadness of theirs that we carry. You know, so even in our uh, trying to heal ourselves, we have to truly let go of someone else's baggage, sadness, whatever. And and we're so connected to our mothers, whether we have a good relationship, sometimes even more connected when we don't have a good relationship, and certainly connected to those feelings of theirs that they're not even aware they're displaying. Yeah, for sure. We've spent many many years observing and uh, if anyone is perceptive then you can't help but feel people's sadnesses or or angst or anxiety or, or worries and I think people mothers and otherwise don't always realize how far out their um, sadnesses in this case will emanate and how some other people especially close people like children can take those on even subconsciously I have to say that um, while you were reading your piece, I couldn't help but think or wonder how much of my own sadness I have blanketed my kid with, you know, you know, how much he mm -hmm. is, is under the shadow of, because I was in my forties when I had him. So I've gone through many phases that uh, most children are already grown when their mothers start going through. I went through those while he was very young, you know, be it losing my parents, be it divorce, menopause, all those things where, where <laughs> that bring you a lot of struggle to deal with, you know, and sadness. How much of that have I put on my kid? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say not too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here the whole time. Don't worry. He, he's great. He's fine. <laughs> well, you know, I always tell moms, I tell moms, your energy, like a mother's energy is ridiculously strong. Um, and you set the tone. You set the tone. So sometimes if you're self-aware, yeah. and if you're a self-aware mom, you have to set a tone um, to bring into your house because you do. You, you set the tone in your house. And so if it's, it's always shaded in, in, in sadness, then your kids are going to really feel that sadness. Or if you could bring it to light and say why you're sad, then that's a different, you could be sad, but you have to be able to articulate it or um, so that you're not quietly passing it on. Mm, and then maybe alongside that, an, another helpful aspect would be for all of us to uh, learn and build skills in not taking on other people's sadness or to realize, you know, we're not responsible. So, so even if, you know, you're, you can be sad while um, teaching one's children or friends or family that it's not their fault. And it's not their sadness. And so. Yeah. No, that is the biggest skill. That is like such a skill. My, my reference to that is stay in your lane. I tell people stay in your lane. That is not your lane. That's, yeah, that's a good, simple metaphor. It is. Do you have children, Tanya? No, I don't have children. I, I'm i dating somebody who has two children. And I, I that's, yeah, that's so far as close to children as I get. That's so not even like having children at all. 
Well, <laughs> well, let me just say from someone who married someone who had children before I had children, it, it is close to having children, you know, depending on how far into the commitment you go. So yeah, it just depends. Yeah, it depends. Where this goes. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, mm. I will be living with them at some point in this in this year, and then and then that, that will probably be more like well, then, having children. That will be that's going to be yeah. real close. Yes, exactly. Yes, and the day in and yes, day out. Yes, I did out. read. I did get a book from the library recently about step parenting. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Because I didn't have Charlie until I was in my forties. I was just an aunt, and I used to constantly use that as an out for every single. Uh, moment I didn't know how to handle, you know, with children. And I would just say to them, right? I mean, was this so my, my catchphrase always was, I'm just the aunt. So no, I, I don't carry that stuff in my purse. No, I don't know how to advise you on that. <laughs> just the ants. Don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy out or some kind of out. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you can use it as a step I don't parent. think it works quite <laughs> the same way. <laughs> No, no. no. <laughs> you have to have all the things yeah. in your purse. Luckily, I, I like to yeah. be pretty prepared in life, so that that part will be not that hard. Yeah. yeah so you got this. You just need a well-stocked bag, and you're all set. <laughs> and you're all set. I think you need that, and you need um, the intention to to actually hold them in a certain space mm-hmm. and to give them something that they can carry with them forever. That's positive, yeah. you know, whatever that is. So those, those little skills pay off in the end. Yeah. Besides loving your piece so much, I love that you wrote a piece just for this show, inspired to write this piece for the show. I was so excited when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. And I love your performance. So I, I hope you turn this into a video or a performance. Yeah, piece. well, who knows? I, I do love writing, as I said, at the, as I introduced it, I, I really do like writing pieces for particular occasions and and things and there's something about that aspect of of poetry and performance poetry that it's like an old I think it's quite old tradition you know people writing things for um events uh saint eulogies for funerals um blessings for Mm -hmm. other kinds of ceremonies just like kind of the town crier Mm -hmm. coming in and announcing something like I, I like that legacy of, of some of something that lyrical and um out loud poetry poetry specifically to be listened to I, I like the legacy and the tradition of that so um and I another reason I like it is that I am self-employed in the arts in general I've been for 15 years and sometimes it can feel like I'm just in a big wide open space and I'm untethered and what am I doing and so it's nice for me to have parameters from time to time be it a a contract a a certain tour um, a collaboration or in this case like oh there's a podcast and here's a theme and so I'm going to write write this thing so it kind of it's nice to put a box around creativity once in a while for just to you know freedom within parameters that it always feels very um it feels activating to me and and comforting at the same time. I want to thank you so much for being our guest. It's been such a pleasure listening to you and having this conversation. And and I'm really thrilled that you agreed to uh, come on. Well, thank you very much for asking me and uh, having me. It's been 
it's been nice to be here and chat with you both about mm. mothering and all, all that extends out from there. That's our show. Take care. Bye-bye. And to find out more about our writers, go to our website, Instagram, or Twitter. If it's not one thing, it's your mother. And that's the number one, not the word one. Want to do something to help us? Go wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review us. Five stars would be nice. You can say something complimentary. Because you know what? It really does help other people find our show. And also share us with a friend because word of mouth is the best compliment. Join us next week.